Welcome to the Ark Church Podcast. On here, you'll find all of our Sunday and Wednesday messages, as well as classes and special services. If you would like more information about the Ark Church, visit us at thearkchurch.com or download our app available to all app stores. Our heart for you is that you would live for God, grow stronger, and make a difference. Enjoy. Okay, welcome <laughs> way back there. <laughs> it's good to see you and I trust you're going to be blessed with the word tonight. It always helps us, that's for sure. Let's hold up our Bibles, say our confession. This is my Bible. It's God's word to me. It strengthens me. It refreshes me. It's medicine to me. I love to read my Bible. Amen. All right. Okay, uh, let's just, I'm sorry I don't have any handouts tonight. I just kind of didn't think about it in time to get them together. So we have pieces of paper back there. If you need something to write on, just take notes. Um, and I'll, I'll try to go slowly enough so you can look up the scriptures yourself. <clears throat> but I wanted to start tonight with uh, the book of John, chapter 10. I'll start with verse 9. It says, this is Jesus speaking. He said, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. I wanted us to look at the word saved in this verse. I am the door. Okay, that means that he's the way to salvation. There's only one way, and that's Jesus. And uh, he's the door. He's the entry, entrance into uh being saved. So that's what he was presenting to them. It's through me that you're going to be saved. So um, that's, that's what we did when we were born again. When we received the Lord, we went in that way. And we received uh, uh, with our faith. The Bible says in Ephesians uh, 2, 8 that, uh, that we're saved by grace through faith. So we began our walk with God with faith. And as we continue on through the life that we will have, that we have with Him, it will be by faith. So, uh, but He said in the Scripture, He gave us that faith to be born again, to be saved. He gave us a measure of faith, the measure of faith. Everybody gets that, and then what you do with it, it's up to you. But He gave it to us, and it's a part of His faith. If you think about that, that's pretty outstanding. He let us have some of His faith. That's, that's a miracle working faith, truly. But as, as we use our faith, we're able to enjoy all the blessings that he has given us through salvation. So I wanted to look at the word that uh, in the original text, this is in the Greek, uh, that means saved, and it's the word sozo. There are a couple of other words that are similar, but it, they all have the main focus of deliverance. And in that deliverance, let me tell you what's available. So this is what you can um, enjoy the benefits of your salvation in all these areas. And the word um, sozo, which is saved, which is the very word that he used right here in verse 9. It means to save, of course, and that means you are uh, going to miss hell, which that's wonderful. That's the most important thing. We're not going to end up there. So, uh, but there's so much more that he has provided for that he wants us to enjoy and be blessed with. But it means to heal. How about that? This is healing class. To cure. You know, there's some things that need a cure, not just to heal 
a healing, but a cure that this thing doesn't continue on. You may be relieved of something for a momentary time, but he wants you to be cured of it so it's not something you deal with consistently. To um, preserved, that means just a, a, a keeping uh, protection. To keep safe and sound, these are all involved in the word saved. To rescue from danger or destruction, and we live in a dangerous world. If you can, if you see things that are going on in this world, we need to enjoy this benefit and partake of this benefit of that protection. And there are scriptures for every one of these in that are given to us in the Word of God that we can find and we can claim as our own, and we can see the benefit um, real, a real reality in our lives. So. Uh, I just want to start with that. I have some other things to bring out tonight that I think are going to really excite you. But that word sozo, uh, save, is, is uh, deliverance from uh, any and all difficulties in life. So he has made a way. He didn't, he didn't I mean, the, the, as we just uh, celebrated Easter and the death, burial, and resurrection uh, of our Lord Jesus Christ, which we're so thankful for. But he just didn't leave us like, okay, you're going to have to struggle through life and kind of uh, limp along. He has provided an amazing life for us here, and it's through our faith that we believe him, and we take this as our own, and we walk in it. Uh, John 10.10, 10, I'm going to read this out of the Amplified Bible. It says, the thief comes only, and we know the thief is definitely the, the enemy, the devil, comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they might have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. This word life is another uh, Greek word that is, you, you may be familiar with it, but it's the word zoe, Z-O-E. And it means God's highest and best. That's what he's provided for his kids. His highest and best to live down here in this, uh, in this life. Uh, we are very rich. We are so rich and so blessed to be partakers of this life. This is OA life that he has provided for us. But it's his, his highest and best. But that word uh, abundance is also pretty exciting. It means excessive, overflowing, surplus, over and above, more than enough, extraordinary, and more than sufficient. Wow, that abundant life, God's highest and best, that should excite everybody. Not only where healing's concerned, but all of your, your needs of life. He's, he's got this provision that is for ours for the taking. So what we, like I said, what we do, we'll go to scripture and find where that provision is, uh, is in a scripture and, and just believe it, claim it as our own, uh, walk in it. You know, and really enjoy what he has provided for us as a good, good, a good, good father, a good shepherd. And that's what he says in verse 11. He said, I am the good shepherd. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd is one that's going to take, look very carefully over his sheep and make sure that they're provided for and well, well um, taken care of and kept safe and uh 
the healing that he wants for everybody, the thing that he has uh, put in our and our responsibility, of course, is using our faith to, to obtain whatever he has provided here with, with Zozo, uh, Sozo and then that Zoe, that life that is um, his highest and best. Uh, that's just, to me, that's just so beautiful. His highest and best. He didn't want us to be lack in any area. And he even said that in the 23rd Psalm, uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, or, uh, or you could say, I shall not lack. So let's get excited about it and take it all. You know, this is mine. The highest and best is mine. And, um, and it didn't, you know, he didn't say you're going to be spared from difficulties or problems or troubles. He's just made a way out. He made a way of victory for his kids and a way to come free and uh, be rescued out of uh, difficult things. Uh, he doesn't like his children to be overtaken with the things of the enemy and have things stolen from them, the, the thief that steals, kills, and destroys. If that's happening in a person's life, you know who's the author of that. That is the devil. So um, Jesus defeated him, so we need to use our... Um, our position in Christ, our authority to stand against the things that the enemy brings, to try to, try to do those things to us, to take from us, and uh, receive every good thing that he has provided for in his word. But to live that abundant life, we're going to have to have his word, as we've been talking about. Let's turn to Proverbs 4. Look at verse 20. Um, I, I like to bring, I like to study in the original text of the Hebrew or the, or the Greek. The, I'll get into the lexicon or the concordance things and, and really dig into what the original meanings are because they enrich, enrich my, uh, my understanding of them. It gives it clarity. It, um, it just makes it just, I don't know, just so really... Uh, more beautiful to me. So I will probably be m mentioning some other things that are are, uh, are from the original, but, you know, we'll read it out of, um, I have the New King James here. <clears throat> Proverbs 4, I'm just going to read through 20, uh, 20 to 22. It says, my son, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Now we know this is the Bible. This is the word of God he's talking about. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those that find them, and health or medicine to all their flesh. So he's given us instruction about how to get this word into our hearts in order to have faith in our heart, in order to be able to believe him for the things that he has provided through salvation, through sozo, through uh, and have that zoe, that God's highest and best life. Um, so I'm going to just break this down a little bit, um, and you might want to jot some of these down because I think it, 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 it's going to help make this clearer. But give attention to my words. The word attend means to listen and give heed to. When we give heed to something, we're going to do what it says. So um, Matthew 7, 24-27, and I've actually, you know, when I hear somebody talk about this as far as uh, what it's referencing, the rock, 
uh, I think of this scripture because being founded on the rock is more than just being born again. It actually means that you have to be a doer of this word. Let's read this. This is exciting to me. Verse 24 of Matthew 7. So therefore, this is Jesus speaking again. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, he's talking about scripture, and does them, this is the taking heed to doing it, I will liken him to a wise man who builds his house on the rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be likened to a foolish man who built his house on the sand, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. So it's talking it's talking about the winds and the rains and and um, the floods, it's talking about the trials of life, the, the things that come against us in life. That's what this is referencing. But to have our lives founded on the rock, which we know that's, that's, that does reference Jesus, it does reference uh, God, we have to do what his word says. We cannot just read it and ignore what it says. We have to line our lives up with this word. That, that way, when things come against us, we'll be grounded firm on the rock, which is the word of God, and it won't shake us. We won't be, we won't be moved off of it. But if we're not, if we just read the word and just take it lightly or take it you know, nonchalant, you're not going to be ready for those storms of life. You won't. It says right here, this is truth. This is speaking truth. So we believe this, and we know it's right, and it, it'll happen just as he said. People who uh, do that and are not doers of this word, not taking this word seriously, not giving honor to this word and respect to where we obey what it says, then we're not going to be ready when the storms come. So there is a great um, lesson right there. But that's what it says in, in twenty uh, verse 20 of Proverbs, to attend to it. That means to, to heed it. James 1 22 also says, be ye doers of the word and hot, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. So if you're, you're, you're just a hearer of the word and not doing it, you're, you're deceived. Things aren't going to be as you think they're going to be because you have to do what the word says in order to have uh, clarity, to have the truth really be real to you. Otherwise, you're going to be deceived. But anything, any instruction in the Word of God that he gives us, with the instruction comes the, the ability to do it. He didn't give us anything impossible. He did not give us anything that, was, uh, that we couldn't do. He does not just throw us out there and say, do this. You know, he's with us. And we know that he never leaves us or forsakes us, but he helps us all through life. And uh, when we have an instruction in the word of God, one of them is something that uh, affects our faith. And it's uh, when the Bible says to cast your cares over on the Lord. When he says don't have any anxiety about anything, we have to do that. We have to trust Okay, he said not to have any anxiety. He said not to, to cast my cares over on him. That is a something we need to do. And when we do that, the grace of God just moves right in to help us come, come through whatever we're dealing with. But we're, that if you hold on to the cares and anxieties of life, you are worrying, you are in fear, and your faith will not work. It's a faith killer. 
Worry and concern and angst are all faith killers. So that's why he said, don't give this to me. He said, cast your burden on the Lord and I'll sustain you. You can believe me. I'll do it. I'll take care of you. I'll give you what you need to make it through this. So uh, I think all of this is just getting us directed to get closer and closer to the Lord, to trust him more and more. Uh, he's, he's always wanted that for us. But um, once we have light upon some things in the word of God, well, guess what? <laughs> We're responsible to do it. <laughs> it's the truth. And he knows we can. When we read scripture, when we find out truth from scripture and from even messages we hear, then we're responsible to do something with that. God's a just God. He's not unfair at all. We can do what he says to do in the word of God. And especially, you know, like I said, where faith is concerned and worry and anxiety and uh, fear, uh, you're not trusting God there. And he wants your, you to trust so he can move in your life and uh, bring you through and show you his greatest and best. I love that, I love that phrase. I've looked up Zoe before, but today when I landed upon that, I thought, this is just the best. I titled this message, God's Highest and Best, and that's just what it is. It's everything good that he has provided. And healing is such a blessing from the Lord. Um, let me see. Let me go back to I lost Proverbs. So let me go back to Proverbs four, verse twenty-one. Do not let them, the word, depart from your eyes. In other words, continue. Uh, you know, daily food, daily word, daily study of the scriptures is the key. Keep them in the midst of your heart, and you do that by meditating it, speaking it out saying what the word says, speaking it over your life and just thinking about it and applying what you can at that moment, do the best you can and keep adding to what you do where the word is concerned. Um, you know, God's patient. He helps us along the way and, and we just need to, to work at this. Let it be a, a work in progress, so to speak. But you put that word in your heart and that word keep means to guard it and prote or protect it, to treasure it. And I thought, don't we treasure Jesus? We do, don't we? We treasure him. Do you know he and his word are the same? Actually, in John 1.14, he said, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So Jesus and his word are one. So if you treasure Jesus, you're going to treasure his word. You're going to believe his word. You're going to love his word. You're going to keep putting it in your heart and uh, just having more and more of him a part of your life through the word of God. In Revelation 19:13, it says, His name is called the Word of God, speaking of Jesus. So he and his word are one. So if you treasure him, you're going to treasure his word. You're going to believe this and trust it. Um, 22, it says, For they are life, or the words are life to those who find them. That word life in this particular place is to keep alive, to nourish, revive, and restore. John 6, 63 said, God's words are spirit and life. So we, when we take this word in, it's life, but it affects our spirit because it goes to the spirit. That's where, it, that's where it feeds. That's where it resonates. And that's where it brings the life to nourish and to revive and to keep alive and restore. So do you think it's a good idea to have a lot of this? I'm pretty sure it is. Daily bread. Make sure you're you're getting in here daily.
the daily bread, because it will be that to you, the life and the refreshing and the nourishing. And, and you get up from this place of study, and you just, you're better. You feel better. You, life is better. And then, of course, we know that health means uh, means medicine to all of our flesh. We've talked about that a lot in here. <clears throat> okay, to also live the abundant life, we must believe the word. <laughs> you know, that's what I've been talking about. Let's believe this. Let's be doers of it. Romans 10. Started with verse 8. It says, but what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That's talking about this book. <clears throat> that if you confess or speak with your mouth, say it, say it out of your mouth, Jesus is Lord or the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. I wanted to read something to you that might help you with, about believing with the heart. Um, and maybe, maybe if you've been a little bit, well, what does that really mean? Because I, I wondered... You know, at one time, I thought, well, what does that really mean? Uh, believing with the heart is to believe apart from what your physical body or physical senses tell you, what you see or feel. And it's believing what God's word says regardless of what you see or hear or feel. Our faith is based solely on what God's word tells us. We don't go by what we feel. And this, this is big where healing's concerned. We don't go by what we feel or see or, you know, you may hear if you're believing God and trusting him for a healing manifestation in your life, and if you hear some, some negative things said about your condition or something, you, you, you have to not let that affect your faith. Because if you're believing with a heart, you're believing regardless what, is, what you're feeling, what you're seeing, what you're hearing. So that's believing with a heart. I hope that does it help that clarify some things and helps you. Because uh, that's what we do through all of life. We do it for salvation. You believe with your heart and confess with your mouth unto salvation. But you believe with your heart for healing, and you confess with your mouth for healing. So it's used all through our lives. It's not just for receiving the Lord. It's for our lives. This is a, a principle for how we walk. We believe it in our heart, and we say it with our mouth. Even 2 Corinthians 4.13 says, uh, We have the same spirit of faith. We believe, therefore we speak. So you have to really Line your, this, this mouth up with the word of God. Line it up with what you have, you have believed, uh, where, you're, where the scriptures are concerned for, we're, we're talking healing in here. Make sure that you're speaking what the scriptures are saying about healing, about your healing, rather than what you're feeling or what, what your body's looking like or, you know, what your head's telling you. Stay with scripture, say, this is what scripture says. This is what my scripture says. So this is what I say. So let it agree with what the word says, no matter what it's going on out here. That's so important. That's the spirit of faith. The spirit is breath. So what you're doing, you're breathing life into your faith by speaking, by speaking what the word says about your situation. My, uh, this, this, this word, this scripture says this, and so this is what I believe, no matter what what my body's telling me, no matter what I'm feeling. Okay. All right, I wanted to share a little bit tonight. Um, 
from a minister that I learned faith and healing. This is actually, his, another, his name is, uh, you may have heard of him, uh, Kenneth e. Hagen. He's in heaven right now. Uh, that's where he's staying until we all join him there. <laughs> Not going to come visit. But uh, we have a lot of his teachings still on YouTube if you're interested. They're excellent. So you can hook up with those. But um, this is a very, his testimony is the very first message I heard after I was saved, the very first one, the very, very, somebody loaned me a CD with his testimony. So he got me on, a, on with his testimony, and this is, it's much longer than this, but I just pulled out a few things. <clears throat> he got me on a path of faith and healing, and I'm so thankful for it, because he got me pointed in the right direction, and um, I just, uh, with I knew nothing spiritually, so I thank the Lord. Somebody led me to somebody who had sound, ground, it was grounded in, in truth and was very sound in, in uh, the word and faith, and he helped me huge. <laughs> when I get to heaven, I'm going to shake his hand and say, thanks a lot. <laughs> you helped me a lot. But let me read this to you. Um, okay, he was born with a deformed heart and incurable blood disease, and he was always a sickly child. When he was a teenager, he became totally bedfast and eventually became paralyzed. He was told by five different doctors that no one they knew with the conditions he had lived past the age of 17. He stayed on the bed of sickness 16 months. During that time, he read his Bible day after day. The word caused his weakened eyes just reading it. He had begun, when he began reading it, he could only read for a few minutes at a time, but he got where he could read as long as he wanted to. That's just the life that was in that word, that he just read. He just read that word. His eyes were affected, and he was able to read the Bible as long as he wanted to. No changes came to his body, so he would become discouraged and stop reading. But he would eventually pick up his Bible again, and he, be, he, and he came to Mark eleven twenty four. He read it over and over because... Something seemed to tell him, I'm sorry, get a little tender here, over and over because something seemed to tell him that his answer was in that verse. And one day he saw it. Mark 11:24 says, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. He said, I see it. I've got to believe I receive my healing right then when I pray and then I will have the healing that I desire. He had been, up until that time, he had been looking, he had prayed, but he had been looking for a change in his body before he believed that he was healed. And that's not how faith works. He would feel of his, his uh, de- uh, paralyzed body, and he would get discouraged again. And uh, so he just got to where he didn't believe God was hearing him. But when he, one day, when he kept reading the word, he made an adjustment, and he got in faith, and he prayed and said, and this is exactly what he said, I said, I believe I receive healing for my deformed heart. I believe I receive healing for my incurable blood disease. I believe I receive healing for my paralysis. I believe I receive healing from the top of my head to the tips of my toes. And he said, now I believe I am well. Nothing had changed, but he believed he received at that point. That's called faith. He didn't see anything change out here yet. But he received it by faith, and he knew that he would, he would see the uh, manifestation. Okay, 
I just said what I had written down next. <laughs> there was no evidence in his body that he said he was well, but faith, believing in his heart, believes apart from what the physical body tells us. He told himself, As a per- if a person believes they are well, they will act like they are well. He said, even though I was paralyzed, I had regained some use of my upper part of my body, so I pushed my feet off the bed, and they fell to the floor like a couple of chunks of wood. I could look down there and see that they were there on the floor, but I couldn't feel them. I was dead from my waist down. Then I managed to get hold of one of the bedposts and scoop my body off the bed. I wrapped my arms around that post, but my knees sagged to the floor. Out loud I said, I want to announce in the presence of Almighty God, the Lord Jesus Christ, the holy angels, and the devil and all his cohorts, that according to the word of God, I am healed. Now, when I said that, I plugged into the power of God. I felt that power strike me in the top of my head and ooze down all over me. It felt like someone was above me pouring a pitcher of warm honey on me. It went down on my body and arms, and when it got to my waist, down on my legs, it felt like 10,000 pins sticking in my legs. It felt so bad. I could have cried if it hadn't felt so good at the same time. When you've had no feelings at all, it feels good to feel anything. After that happened, I was standing up straight, free from paralysis. He was healed of everything that had been wrong in his body, and he lived a life free from sickness for the rest of his 86 years because he had learned how faith worked. That's how faith works. I hope I hope that helps somebody because it just um, it really that's like I said that got me on uh, the road of healing and faith for my personal life. All right, I have another thing to read to you because uh, I, I came across this today. I don't know if uh, I think it was in 2014 that uh, Justin wrote the song. Our a song leader is called "I Receive," and there's a message in here. If you will listen carefully, and I'll kind of touch on it after I, after I get through uh, reading it. These are just, this is a part of it. It says, Lord, I know you love me. I know you have good things for me. I see them more and more. I know you're willing and you're waiting patiently. Lord, I am ready. I receive my healing. I receive your love for me. Your lavish grace unsparing, I believe it's meant for me. I receive everything you have for me. Did you get the message? Did you hear what he's saying? Listen, God loves us. I know you love me. We see good things in his word. He said, I see them more and more. The good things of God are on this word. His highest and best for us, how he loves us. He's willing to heal. And he said, I believe. I believe. Praise God. That's just uh, I'm so glad I, I ran across that today because it really, I thought this is our message of, in a healing class. God loves us. He's willing. He's, got, he's already done it. He's waiting for us to receive it by faith. And we'll just see more and more of his goodness as we study the scriptures and believe every word. All right. Receiving healing. We talked about two areas to Brother Hagin's story and then Justin's song about receiving healing. And so that this is the end of our, our teaching uh, session here uh, for this, I don't know, how we have a few months off. But we will have um, communion next week and we will... We will lay hands on anybody that wants to be ministered to, anoint you with oil according to James 5, 14, and 15. So come back. We also have some party favors for you when you leave. That'll, that'll kind of like 
make you want to come back. And they're good. They're things that <laughs> they're things that um, we have used in healing class, and we share with people who need need encouragement and healing. They'll they'll bless you. But um, God will always do His part. Once you've received your healing, God will always step in. Let me read a scripture to you in Isaiah 55, 11. Always he's faithful and true. And he's like this uh, Justin song said, I'm waiting. I just want you to, somebody believe me. I've got it for you. I'm waiting. And, the, and there's a scripture, in, I believe it's in Chronicles, that he, his eyes go f- f- uh, back f- to and fro over the whole earth, seeking to whom he may show himself strong to, whose hearts are perfect or uh, wholly following him. So he's looking for somebody to bless. And I'd raise my hand. Mm, that's me. We'll take it, Lord. We'll take everything you have. But in Isaiah 55, verse 11, he said, So shall my word be. So when you take his word and you receive that word as your very own, you claim that promise and that provision. <clears throat> as it goes forth out of my mouth, and that's what this word is. It comes from his mouth. Uh, written, uh, inspired by the Holy Spirit. It shall not return to me void or empty, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So it will accomplish what he sent it to do. The word of healing, it will it will uh, do what he said it would do. As you, if you stay in faith and believe, hold fast to what you received. Don't let the enemy... Get it, you know, get you distracted and get off of you receiving what, what God has for you. Hold fast to that. You know, First Peter 5, 8, and 9, because uh, we know the enemy's a persistent uh, being. He just he doesn't like to give up easily. But once you've received your healing and you may begin to uh, experience some relief from symptoms, which it will happen at some point, uh, some, you know, Sometimes it's pretty quick. Sometimes you have to be patient and just stay in faith. But God will. God is faithful. But First um, Peter five, verse eight, it says, "Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith." Uh, this is one of the favorite things of my life. I like to put the devil on the run. <laughs> I do, because I know he's defeated. I know he has no right over my life. If he tries to steal something from me, whether it's physically or in other areas, I just, we do this scripture. We resist him. That word means to vigorously oppose, bravely resist, stand face to face against him. Uh, to with him stand your ground stand your ground on I believe I receive my healing healing's working in me you're not stealing it from me devil you're not allowed you may not devour me you may not come in and, and deter what God is doing already in me because once you receive your healing he begins to work in there healing starts from the inside and it'll work out so uh, he's faithful to watch over it but you do your part too I like what the amplified bible says here in the word resist he says resist at the onset in verse, um, verse 9, resist at the onset. In other words, immediately when you sense something's kind of some pressures or something's coming against you or even doubt. If doubt's trying to creep in, you stand against it and you say, no. No, you may not. I'm not having that. You're not stealing from me, devil. Recognize it for what it is. It's an enemy who's trying to take from you. And, uh, but just stand your ground. <laughs> Do not let him uh, take what God has given you or what he's working 
he's already begun to work in your in your life. So because he wants you to make it to the full the full uh, uh, p- uh, part of of this walk of faith to where you see it, you see that highest and best that he has for you. So. Fight the fight of faith. We're for you. We'll be here next week, and we'll minister to you if you so choose. But if you don't, please stay in the word. Please go to the scriptures. I know we handed out some little cards a few weeks ago that had scriptures, uh, healing scriptures. Take those and, and meditate every day. That's one of the things Brother Hagen taught me. Um, he said, faith, read something on faith and healing every day. Every day. Every day. And I did that. And boy, it got it so deep in my heart. And that's why I'm alive today. You know, I've had some major things come against my life uh, that I know that the enemy was trying to take my life or really uh, put me in a a state of not really being able to function in life like God had for me. But God was faithful. Uh, His word is true. And he'll do the same for me that he did and for you that he's done for me that he's done for Joy and Derek. He loves you and... Hold on to the highest and best he has for you. Father, we thank you so much for your precious word and for the people who have come so faithfully to to these classes again. And Lord, we know you have great blessings for them as they go forward and encourage to just trust you, trust you, trust you. We thank you, Father. We pray a blessing over their lives and believe that they will get stronger and stronger in the things of God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for joining us. We hope this message has blessed you. Don't forget to check us out on all the social platforms. We're uploading encouraging content on a regular basis. For more information, go to thearcchurch.com. Have a great week.